Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hi, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer. I look forward to this every day to be with you and to pray for your intentions, which you are free to express in the comments on whatever platform you're watching. And let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and then drink again of His Word. Uh, Receive His Spirit who wrote this Word and receive the inspiration and encouragement that it brings us as we walk each day on the path of salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we again rejoice. By our own choice, we rejoice that we are on the path of salvation. We know that everything we need, we already have in you. And that nobody can take away from us the peace and the joy that we experience in your presence. And that we have from your grace and truth. Father, make us apostles of life. For it is for giving us life that your Son came into the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the one who lives and dies no more. Death no more has power over him, and therefore death no longer has power over us. Lord God, forgive us our sins because they have contributed to the culture of death. Rather, let us live in newness of life, washed, clean in the blood of the Lamb, wearing white robes, our sins having become white as snow, though they were scarlet. Bless us now as we read your word, and may we live it and proclaim it through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, a reading from the book of Nehemiah. The whole people gathered as one in the open space before the water gate. And they called upon Ezra the scribe to bring forth the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord prescribed for Israel. On the first day of the seventh month, therefore, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which consisted of men, women, and those children old enough to understand. Standing at one end of the open place that was before the water gate, he read out of the book from daybreak until midday in the presence of the men, the women, and those children old enough to understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. He opened the scroll so that all the people might see it, for he was standing higher up than any of the people. And as he opened it, all the people rose. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people, their hands raised high, answered, Amen. Amen. Then they bowed down and prostrated themselves before the Lord, their faces to the ground. As the people remained in their places, Ezra read plainly from the book of the law of God, interpreting it so that all could understand what was read. Then Nehemiah, that is his excellency, and Ezra the priest scribe and the Levites who were instructing the people said to all the people, Today is holy to the Lord your God. Do not be sad and do not weep. For all the people were weeping as they heard the words of the law. He said further, Go, eat rich foods, and drink sweet drinks, 
and allot portions to those who had nothing prepared, for today is holy to our Lord. Do not be sad in this day, for rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. And the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Hush, for today is holy, and you must not be saddened. Then all the people went to eat and drink, to distribute portions, and to celebrate with great joy, for they understood the words that had been expounded to them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, we're talking about the time now for rebuilding the temple. The people had been brought into exile because of their sin. King Cyrus and other kings rose up to let them go back to their land. They entrusted them with supplies. And Nehemiah and others began to lead the people in the task of rebuilding the temple. The temple is not built in disconnect from the law. The law is what sets the tone for everything. And, you know, if somebody ever complains about a a lengthy... uh, overly lengthy reading or an overly lengthy sermon in church. Just remember this passage here. He read out of the book from daybreak until midday, and the people listened attentively the whole time, and then it continued after that. I mean, this is, this is really uh, an image here of a people so at home with the Word, so immersed in the Word, And yes, it brings pain as well as joy. The people are saddened and weeping because they realize what they've lost. They realize how they've fallen short. Paul says this is one of the the purposes of the law, actually. It, It convicts us of sin. Holy Spirit does the same thing, makes us recognize how far we have fallen from the glory of God. But it doesn't leave us dejected. It doesn't leave us without hope. Notice how the proper response here, engendered by the leaders of the people, rejoice, everybody, rejoice. Because God's word, God's law, although it may at times be painful to hear because we recognize how sinful we are, nevertheless ends in joy. The destiny is joy, triumph, victory, grace, life, life. Go back to the theme of joy in a minute. I want to stress the theme here that the word was openly proclaimed so that all could understand. Even children old enough to understand were standing there listening and worshiping the one who gave them that word. So it is with us, especially in the new covenant. We know even more about God than they did in the days of old. But I want you to notice there's nothing here that is reserved just to an elite group of people. The word is open for everyone to hear and for everyone to understand. And if there were poor passages that were not self-explanatory, that's why Ezra was there interpreting it for the people so that they could understand because that's what God wants. He wants us all to understand. He doesn't want the word to be cryptic to us. He doesn't want us to feel like, oh, well, we're, you know, we're not, we don't deserve to have, you know, the word fully explained to us. Well, yes, we do. God has chosen us to understand the word in all its fullness. There's not certain groups of people in the church who are supposed to hear more of the word of God than other groups. But back to the theme of joy. Notice it's a command, and when we do it, We are strengthened. That's the point I want to leave with you above all here today. 
Rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. Memorize that verse. Use it. I use it in my spiritual life constantly. When things are going badly on a particular day or you feel downcast, and we can certainly feel downcast and seeing all the absolutely crazy, ridiculous things going on around us, Rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. Why? Because in the Lord you know that there is victory for truth and for grace and for life. You're rejoicing in the Lord whose word you have heard. You know how things turn out. You know that God has a purpose for all those who love Him. You know that the chaos around us, though chaotic, is not meaningless. The Lord is here. In the midst of the darkness, I love that verse from Psalm 139, Lord, for you, the darkness and the night are the same. The night is as clear as the day. In other words, things change for us. We go up, we go down. God is always there. Doesn't change. He's on our side and he's making us triumph through all these trials. Rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. Because when you rejoice in the Lord, temptation flees. You know, how many times also I've seen, uh, because, you know, temptation, remember, it's a deception of the mind. It's making something evil look good. So it's turning our mind away from the Lord. Temptation flourishes in the midst of sadness, depression, discouragement, anxiety. Temptation flourishes. Um, rejoicing in the Lord, we, then we see clearly. Rejoicing in the Lord, our mind now is on Him, not on the, the shiny object that is taking us away from Him by, by the road of temptation. St. Francis de Sales, an excellent spiritual writer, said that when you look into a, a body of water, you know, if the water is still, you can often see right to the bottom. But if something churns it up and all the, the, the gunk and the dirt start circulating through the water, and it becomes cloudy, you can't see anything. He says, so it is with the mind and the soul. If you let anxiety in, which Jesus says chokes off the good seed. Remember the good seed fell among the thorns, the anxieties of life. He says then temptation flourishes in that environment. Confusion and temptation go together and you get distracted from the Lord. Rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. Temptation flees. And it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a counterbalance to all the terrible things that we have to live through. I, how many times out on the road as I travel for this pro-life mission as I've been doing for 30 years, I, I'll be with people, you know, we might be in a, it might be in a political setting where we're in a particular battle, it might be in a, in a, a protest, you know, and there may be counter-protesters or, you know, we're standing there in the sadness of, of, of being in front of an abortion facility. But then somebody will say, but the Lord's got this, He's got this, and then the hands go up. The clapping happens, the smiles come on the faces, we embrace one another, the confidence that the Word of God is meant to engender. We've got to choose that deliberately. You don't just wait for joy to happen. Notice, this is a command. This is a command. Nehemiah and Ezra are saying to the people, do not be sad, but rejoice. It's a command. Now, it's a command that St. Paul gives Reminds us, doesn't it, of Philippians chapter 4. Let me read, starting in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. 
See, it's a command. Paul doesn't say sit back and wait for joy to come. It's not an emotion. It doesn't mean everything's going my way. You can't control circumstances, but you can control whether you rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to all, he says. The Lord is at hand. Dismiss all anxiety from your minds. Another command. For anxiety to go away, you know, we don't just, we don't just sit back and wait for it to pass. You decide that you're going to stop worrying. You decide to rejoice in the Lord. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a command. You know who else commanded it? Jesus. Jesus. And look in, chapter, in Luke, for example, in Luke 6. You know, you have two versions in the Gospels of the Beatitudes, Matthew 5 and Luke 6. In Luke 6, Blessed are you, he says in verse 22, when people hate you, when they exclude you and revile you, and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. Jesus commands us to rejoice. Paul commands us to rejoice. Ezra, Nehemiah, command the people to rejoice. Remember the verse, rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. So whatever is happening, Lord, hallelujah. I rejoice in you. You know, sometimes it's good to have a, on your phone, you know, where you can have your, your favorite songs available on your playlists. Uh, uh, have a spiritual playlist. Have some of your, I have this on my phone, I have a spiritual playlist. And um, certainly in your own spiritual life, in your own church uh, experience, there are one or two particular hymns one or two particular songs that are sung at church that are your favorites, right? And they always can be counted on to lift up your spirits and strengthen your soul. Have those songs at your fingertips on, the, on that phone. Hit them, play them. And if you know what the song is, but you don't, don't have it on the phone, search for it. You'll be able to find it. If you have, like, for example, I have on my phone, you know, you got Apple Music and you could just ask for any, any song. Uh, and, and it'll it'll bring it right up on the phone. Then you can save it uh, to your list. Uh, otherwise, look for it in other ways online, on YouTube. You can find a lot of songs. You know what I'm saying. Music can help us a great deal in carrying out this command. Because remember, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a command. Let's turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, we, uh, we hear the command of your son, of your apostle Paul, of the priest scribe, Ezra, Nehemiah, Rejoice. Father, when temptation comes and is about to cast us down, let us fulfill the command and rejoice. When sadness and anxiety over the evils in the world begin to crowd in on our mind and soul, let us fulfill the command to rejoice. When there is strife in our family, in our place of business, in our church, when people are attacking us, harming our reputation, persecuting us, excluding us, we will follow the command to rejoice. To rejoice, Lord God, to rejoice. We will follow that command and rejoicing in you will be our strength. We pray now for all those who need that joy, for all the prayer intentions that have been expressed. Lord, we have many needs, but you know what those needs are and you know that you want to fulfill them even more than we do. Grant our prayers 
and strengthen us now in the way of salvation. As we pray in Jesus' words, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining me. Continue in that strong pro-life work uh, that we're all doing together. We have victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us rejoice. We will talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.